Welcome to the ICS Beyond Cancer podcast. This podcast is raw cancer and nutrition facts. By listening to this podcast, you will get real information about cancer, nutrition, and what we are doing to help you live a cancer-free future. We will provide you with information to help you prevent cancer, tips and tricks to better your health, and we will share some cancer and nutrition stories with you. The ICS Beyond Cancer podcast is not medical advice or treatment. Always double check anything you hear on this podcast with your regular medical provider. Hi, everybody. It's Dr. J here back again for another podcast on how to boost your immunity. I thought we might start this podcast by looking at exactly what is a virus. Viruses are different than other microbes in that they are actually not able to replicate by themselves. Bacteria and fungi have the ability to replicate both outside and inside our body. Viruses, however, cannot replicate outside the body. They basically are a very, very small microbe. You can't even see them in a microscope. You have to use a very specialized microscope that goes to the subcellular level to identify them. A virus is basically made up of genetic material. That's our DNA or RNA. And specifically in the COVID virus, it's a piece of RNA that makes the virus. This genetic material is then encapsulated in a coating of protein that protects it from being broken down. The coating of protein is sometimes surrounded then by a membrane. In the case of the COVID virus, it is surrounded by a membrane. We call this an enveloped virus. This virus is able to enter the cell because it has proteins that stick through the membrane. These proteins bind receptors that then allow the virus to gain entry. Sort of like the protein that sticks out the virus is the key and the receptor is the lock. When the key of the virus hits the receptor of the cell, that allows entry. Specifically in the COVID virus's case, it binds to a receptor called angiotensin converting enzyme. This receptor site is found on the cells that line the lungs and the digestive tract. This receptor is also found on blood vessels, in the liver, kidneys, and brain. So, how do viruses replicate? Well, the first thing that needs to happen is the virus has to bind to the host cell's receptor. Once it binds, this allows the virus membrane to fuse with our own cell membrane, releasing its genetic material into the cell. The virus's genetic material, in this case an RNA, hijacks our own cells to start taking over its machinery to make viral proteins and viral RNA. Because this is occurring inside the cell, this can keep our immune system at bay. Many viruses are made, up to a million can be released from just one cell, which can then go and infect other cells. Or they can end up in droplets that are then escape the lungs or are uh, passed through feces. Once the replication of the virus is complete, the virus particles are then released and it kills the originally hijacked cell. 
When the virus is released and enters other cells, we have multiple cells that can be killed at one time. This will activate our immune system to know that something's wrong, seeing the damaged cells, and can see the virus particles when they're outside of our cell. This sets off that inflammatory cascade and the immune response. Again, this is a good thing because this helps us fight the infection. The inflammatory cells come with their bleach-like substances and try to ingest and get rid of as many viruses as they can, as well as clean up the debris from the dying cell. However, if the virus replicates too quickly or stimulates too much of those alarm bells that are set, those cytokines we talked about before, this is when we can have more difficulty with infection. This process, remember, of inflammation is what can be very difficult, uh, particularly if it is severe or if it is a chronic infection. We do know that our diet affects inflammation. The NURSE Health Study showed that even one meal of sugar-sweetened soft drinks, refined grains, diet soda, and processed meats can lead to increase inflammation. But on the same note, a positive effect can occur by cruciferous vegetables and eating more vegetables, lowering our salt, lowering our trans fats, can all help our immune system and decrease the inflammatory burden. The number of cytokines that are released increase when we eat a high processed meal. If we are trying to prepare our bodies to fight infection, we need to eat low inflammatory foods. Omega-3 fatty acids that are found in fish and flaxseed have an anti-inflammatory effect. Plant-based foods, but fruits, vegetables, and beans also have anti-inflammatory effects. Here are some specific spices and herbs that can inhibit cytokines. Flavonoids. These reduce the secretion and expression of cytokines. Flavonoids are found in foods such as spinach, cabbage, dill, fennel, onion, oregano, chili peppers, olives, turmeric, citrus fruits, and green tea. Turmeric has been shown to suppress cytokine release and was used in patients with uh, the Ebola back outbreak. Turmeric is a spice that is a root. It can be found in the form of curcumin um, and can be sprinkled into meats and is very nicely flavored. You can also find turmeric as a supplement and is known to help people, particularly with arthritis-type symptoms. Another phytonutrient and herb is quercetin. This has the ability to have an antioxidant effect it stabilizes mast cells, which are part of that immune response. It can be found in leafy green vegetables, broccoli, red onions, peppers, the red-skinned apples, grapes, black and green teas. Additional antiviral immune-boosting herbs include ginger, garlic, rosemary. Cinnamon is another spice that can be helpful um, particularly if you're struggling with sugar cravings, cinnamon can balance out your blood sugar 
and can help with those cravings. One way to get more ginger and cinnamon into your diet is to drink hot water in which you have grated fresh ginger and sprinkled some cinnamon. I use um, two and a half uh, teaspoons of cinnamon and two and a half teaspoons of ginger into one quart of water. That gives me a cup for morning and a cup for the evening to drink. And it's an easy way to get these spices into our system. Hey guys, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now let's talk about vitamins. Vitamin A is a very important vitamin that helps the lining cells of our nose, mouth, throat, lungs, and intestines. Because COVID-19 gains entry to the body through these mucosal linings, we want those lining cells well supported. Vitamin A also helps regulate the immune system. We never want to take excessive amounts of vitamins, so only the recommended dose if you do take a vitamin A supplement. Foods that are a good source of vitamin A include the orange foods like sweet potatoes, butternut squash, carrots, black-eyed peas, also spinach and broccoli. Vitamin Bs are always important for normal body function but don't have any specific immune functions. Vitamin C is important for the immune system Specifically, it helps those white blood cells that fight infection. Vitamin C increases the action of natural killer T cells that respond to the virus and has also shown that adequate levels of vitamin C increase the function of both the T and B lymphocytes. Megadoses of oral vitamin C have not been shown to be protective of coronavirus. However, there are some interesting studies using IV vitamin C in the severely ill patients that were done both in China and in some of the hospitals in New York. The IV vitamin C has been used as a treatment to prevent the cytokine storm. The normal dose of supplementation for vitamin C is 1,000 to 2,000 milligrams. Foods that are rich in vitamin C include, in addition to our normal citrus foods that we think of, like oranges and grapefruits, bell peppers, kiwi, strawberries, that broccoli again, tomatoes, spinach, and pineapple. Vitamin D is a very important vitamin. It not only helps bone health, but also helps our immune system work well. It has been shown that people that have vitamin D deficiency have an increased risk of respiratory tract infections. Vitamin D is a fat-soluble vitamin, so we need to be sure not to take too much of it. But in general, most of the people that live in Iowa and the upper latitudes 
um, are vitamin D deficient, especially after coming off of winter. There are really no known good sources of vitamin D in foods that can raise your level. Sunshine is the best thing, and we need the summer months intensity of sun. Obviously, we have to protect against skin cancer and other things, so we don't want too much sun exposure. But taking a vitamin D supplement might be of value um, in this situation. Again, we don't want to take mega doses. A dose of 2,000 international units is usually adequate. Some people require more. You can get your vitamin D level tested, and I recommend that. There is some controversy about what is adequate for the vitamin D. I believe in the literature supports a vitamin D level of uh, 40 to 60 is adequate uh, for uh, overall health. Vitamin E is another uh, important vitamin. It does not have any specific antiviral effects. However, it is a key antioxidant and it protects both lung and liver. Uh, foods that are rich in vitamin E include sunflower seeds, almonds, avocado, spinach, butternut squash, broccoli, kiwi, olive oil, trout, and shrimp. As far as minerals, there are two that come to mind when I think about um, boosting the immunity. The first is selenium. Selenium is a potent antioxidant and it is and deficiencies in selenium can alter the immune response. We can find selenium in Brazil nuts. Um, you can eat one to three Brazil nuts and get adequate doses of selenium. Selenium is also found in eggs, sunflower seeds, shiitake mushrooms, and tuna. You can sometimes find it in multivitamins. 200 milligrams to 400 milligrams is the prescribed dose of selenium. Zinc has also been shown to be very important in helping people avoid respiratory tract infections, particularly those who are elderly. Zinc can be found in beef um, and lobster to a lesser extent in chicken, garbanzo beans, cashews, and almonds. Zinc supplementation of 15 to 30 milligrams is suggested. At Iowa Cancer Specialists, we do offer a multivitamin from Pure Encapsulations, which has an adequate level of vitamins, as well as the minerals of zinc and selenium, as suggested. I do recommend that whatever vitamins you do purchase, you want to be sure that they are pharmaceutical grade, meaning that they have a independent lab testing both the quality and quantity of the supplement. I hope that this information uh, is helpful for you. And in our next uh, podcast, we're going to talk about other things that can help boost your immune system besides supplements and food. I look forward to talking to you next time and stay healthy out there and take care. If you would like to learn more about ways to boost your immune system, Call Iowa Cancer Specialist today to book an appointment with Dr. Jager at 563-345-HEAL. That's 563-345-4325. She is eager to get to know you and teach you ways to become healthy, stay healthy, and live an overall vibrant lifestyle.
Remember, the ICS Beyond Cancer podcast is not medical advice or treatment. Always double check anything you hear on this podcast with your regular medical provider. If you want to learn more about ICS, head over to our website at www.iacancer.com. That's www.iacancer.com. Make sure to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Iowa Cancer Specialists to see all our free events we hold, such as our free lunch and learn sessions about nutrition our weight management clinics, and many more. You can also read our blog at upyourscancer.com. We are going to have some more exciting episodes, so be sure to subscribe.